This is Monocle on Design Extra. It's a short show to accompany our weekly programme where we discuss everything from architecture and craft to furniture and fashion. I'm Maylie Evans. We head to Chicago today where the Architecture Centre's boat tour celebrates its 30th season this year. The unique attraction offers the opportunity to experience the Windy City from a different vantage point, the Riverside. To find out why it's become such a beloved staple for architecture enthusiasts, Monocle's Washington correspondent, Chris Chermack, went along and sent us this report. Water, locally sourced snacks, local beer. Please, he has some blankets for sale too, so. Don't feed up! I'm not kidding, he doesn't have blankets for sale. <laughs> You know, for me, I want to introduce Steve. Steve comes from the Chicago Architectural Center located right up here on Wacker Drive. That black building right there. At its base, it's a really cool museum exhibit. I highly recommend it. Steve is a volunteer. He's not getting paid for this. He likes to come down here on his own time, especially on cold days. It's still early in the season, and Chicago is in the middle of a cold snap. So only the bravest among us are out on the water when I board the First Lady, as this boat is known. My guide for the day is Steve Haddad a retired orthopedic surgeon who now volunteers his time, as you heard from the boat's captain, even on cold weather days like this. I want you to know I gave this tour last week in shorts. That's how crazy this is. But welcome to Chicago, those that live here. Chicago's famous Windy City moniker is putting all of us, including my trusty radio recorder, to the test. But this is one river cruise that for the past 30 years has been running come rain or shine through the spring, summer and fall months. Over two hours, our guide Steve bravely takes us through the history of the Chicago River. Sometime around 1777, we don't have the exact date, but our first non-native settler reached the shores, right where that glass pavilion structure is off to the right, which today is the Apple Store from 2017 Foster & Partners with the largest carbon fiber roof in the world. He also acts as an educator about architectural styles walking us through the history of the iconic buildings and the different movements they represent. Is the Leo Burnett and you can see that it's our first example of postmodernist architecture. You see that great checkerboard skyscraper. It's postmodern because it does illustrate one point of postmodernism, that being it likes to reflect on its neighbors. In the case of Steve, he also focuses particularly on the structure and mechanics of the buildings and how they stand up to things like wind. In a city as architecturally diverse and innovative as Chicago, he has plenty to work with. 150 North Riverside with this V-shaped base, this 50-story skyscraper. An amazing structure that was able to build a footprint on a very narrow patch of land. Architect Bruce Graham and the structural engineer Fazler Khan came up with an idea. Now all of the buildings in this city, the skyscrapers in particular, really do have their own story and there would be too many to tell you in this podcast, so at some point you will have to take the tour yourself. Also, I can tell you I've been on this architecture tour three times over the past decade or so, and each time is a little different. That's in part because, as my guide Steve tells me after the tour, during a visit to the Chicago Architecture Center, each docent writes their own script. So me being in orthopedics, I was always interested in structure, you know, that component to it with respect to the human body as well as repairing it. So in my world, you probably saw my tour was oriented a little bit more towards the structure of buildings, how this stands up, what it's made of, you know, how it doesn't sway. It's just concepts that are more inherent in me. So I think, like I say, you went on someone else's tour, it's someone more of an artist. 
then you'll learn more probably about the design components to it or Art Deco in a different way than I spun it. So that's what's kind of neat about our center, that every tour is different. The boat tour is celebrating its 30th year this year. And it tells a tale not just of Chicago's ever-changing architecture, but also of the Chicago River, which was not always the gleaming central urban element of the city that it is today. In fact, one way to tell the era of the buildings and when they were built is whether their front or their back is facing the river itself. The other tell is whether the building has allowed space for its own walking path along the river, something that was mandated by one of Chicago's more famous modern-day mayors, Richard Daley. In the 1970s, it was really polluted, and no one really saw it as an amenity for the city. This is Eleanor Esser-Gorsky, director of the Chicago Architecture Center, formerly known as the Chicago Architecture Foundation. It was started by a group of passionate city architects in the 70s to help bring the story of Chicago to the public. The foundation began with architects running a series of walking tours, something the center still does today. But it soon decided to add the river cruise to expand its remit. Esser Gorski says the original tour took tourists to warehouses and bridges outside of town, until the city's downtown began to redevelop its architectural character. Around the same time, a group known as Friends of the River was formed and started campaigning to restore the river, cut pollution, and nurse it back to health. Slowly but surely, the warehouses were renovated, historic buildings were preserved, and the downtown was expanded, with new postmodern buildings sprouting up along the riverfront. You know, Chicago has skewed and expanded its downtown area very differently from that time period. One of the key architectural voices in that process over the past few decades has been Carol Ross Barney. She's a champion of sustainability and public architecture, who just this year was awarded a gold medal from the American Institute of Architects for her work. She's the first Chicago-based architect to receive the honor since Mies van der Rohe in 1960s. I am a Chicagoan, so, I mean, I've been basically watching this since my childhood. If I told my mother that she was going to picnic on the river, she'd think, oh, shit. I had one job when I was in high school, being a paste-up artist for a catalog order house, and they had their offices, warehouses at the, over the river, and I remember the river being dragged for bodies. I watched that. It was a backyard. Not even a backyard, it was a sewer. Carol Ross Barney was the designer of the Chicago Riverwalk, a 1.25-mile stretch along the Chicago River that marked the sort of culmination of the river's transformation, from an industrial backyard that nobody wanted to look at to a prime piece of real estate. Barney describes the arduous process of securing initial funding for the Riverwalk project, thanks in large part to the support of former Chicago mayors, Richard Daly and Rahm Emanuel. She says the public will for a river remake wasn't really there until the Riverwalk opened. And the thing that was super like remarkable is people started pouring into this space. It's like they never knew that they needed a Riverwalk, but then they did. And it remains one of the most popular spaces in the city. In other words, sometimes architects and city planners will see something that citizens cannot. And Chicago is now much better for it. All the while on the water next to the Riverwalk has been the First Lady, a one-of-a-kind cruise for a one-of-a-kind architectural city. 
Here's docent Steve Haddad again. Chicago is fairly unique in that it can handle every architectural style that's been since the revivalist style along the riverbanks themselves. So it's a great teaching point, great way to illustrate it. For Monocle, in Chicago, I'm Chris Termack. Thank you, Chris. And that's all for this week. If you're eager for more design stories, then listen to Tuesday's edition of Monocle on Design. Or if you prefer print, then pick up a copy of Monocle magazine on all good newsstands now. Today's episode was produced by me, Maylie Evans. Thank you for listening. 